listening to Everyday Engineering, the City of Madison's engineering podcast where we talk about infrastructure, complex topics explained simply. From the water that flows down your drain to the rain and snow that drains into the lakes. By way, the curbs and streets we design. City engineering touches your life in so many ways. Explained right now in Everyday Engineering. The city's first purpose-built shelter. What does that mean? And more importantly, what does that mean for our community? Those are two questions, among others, we'll answer with our conversation today. My name is Hannah Molinitsky, City of Madison Engineering Division Public Information Officer, host of this podcast. And today I'm joined by Community Development Division's Lynette Rhodes and Engineering Division's Project Manager and Engineer John Evans. Thank you both for being here. Thanks for having us. Hi, Hannah. Hi. So first, well, we were talking about it before we started recording. How are we saying this? Is it Bartolon? Is it Bartillion? That's still up in the air. Any, any way people want to... I, I think yeah. that when we go out to the neighborhood meetings, we yes. might take a vote okay. um, and hear some feedback from the neighborhood of how they would like to refer to this. Okay. Um, but at this time, we've been calling at the city the Bartillion uh, shelter. I think eventually we will be looking to name the shelter, which sure. again, that will be a community kind of um, feedback session where we hear from people who will use the shelter, who live around the shelter, what the future name of it will be. I just learned something new within the first few seconds of this podcast. So keep listening if you didn't know that already. Um, that's called the tease. Uh, Bartillion. So I'll stick with that. So Bartillion, it's been a long time coming, um, but some people may just be learning about it and why we need it. So before we kickstart our kind of conversation, can you both take a moment, share what your tie is to this project specifically and how you're involved? Lynette, kick us off. Sure. So the Community Development Division has long been the division that supports homeless services in our community. Mm -hmm. uh, before the pandemic, we started talking to the community about the need for purpose-built shelters. Uh, our men's shelter previously, basement of churches downtown, uh, the family and single women were in an old schoolhouse, which Salvation Army runs on East Washington. Mm -hmm. And we really thought about the design and how people access services the pandemic happens. Mm -hmm. And we quickly realized that housing men in basements of churches is not a safe place for anyone to social distance, wash their hands, um, you know, be in a safe space. So we quickly shut down those shelters, created some temporary shelters, and that gave us kind of that fast forward button of realizing we need purpose built so that people can come into space and have access to services so that we can make homelessness rare, brief, non-reoccurring is always our goal in our community. Oh, I, that sticks. That sticks right there. Rare, brief, and non-reoccurring. Um, so your, your part in this whole process is a lot of the decisions of how we're going to go about it, basically. Yeah. Yes. yes. Okay. John, your role for anyone who doesn't know. Yeah. Well, Lynette said that really well. So I don't know how I follow that. But, and the, the podcast episode's over. All right. Thanks yeah, for coming. Yeah, we're done. No. <laughs> um, and I call it Bartolon. Okay. So there you go. Right there. Like right. Sure. Two of us call it something different. Sure. But yeah, we're, we're partnered up with the Community Development Division. Um, we have a lot of partners on this project too, worth mentioning. Um, we're a 50-50 partner with the, with the county. Mm -hmm. um, we're, they're in every meeting with us talking about what we want to accomplish with this project. Financially, we're 50-50 we're with them as well. So it's, it's a really nice partnership between the city and county. My, my role on the project is on the technical side to help 
facilitate the, the design process to move it from, from planning, budgeting through design and into construction and operation. Awesome. You know, that China, that starts to get my wheels turning and, you know, yes, the voice of the county isn't here. So um, that might be a really good jumping off point for another episode and maybe hear more bigger picture in the county of how this will impact. So thank you for that idea. Always helping me plan. Um, you know, like like Lynette also mentioned, the journey of shelters in Madison has drastically changed over the years. You know, we started again, like you mentioned, church basements. We've done temporary city buildings, garages, small individual buildings like at Dairy Drive, temporary spaces like Zaya Road um, and the Fleet Building, former nursing homes like Carmenta. Um, now we're officially planning a purpose-built shelter. So I guess first, let's establish a definition here um, for anyone who doesn't know the difference, what does purpose-built mean, and how does that differ from what we've built before? It may be obvious for some, but it may not be for it's, others. I don't, so. I don't think it is obvious, frankly. I think we've heard, you could ask even people that are intimately involved with the project, and you get different answers, frankly. So what um, is it? What does it mean, purpose-built? I would say it's we're building it with the intention that people are going to be using it to access services, homeless services, so that they can quickly move into housing. So um, in thinking about that, it is what are some um, basic needs that people who are experiencing homelessness will need and how is the building built for that? Um, unfortunately, the people who come into homelessness sometimes face a lot of trauma. Mm -hmm. So how are we thinking about keeping individuals that use that site uh, that site safe, the staff safe, the surrounding neighborhood safe. Mm -hmm. um, those are things that we think about as we are designing versus a building that is over already there where we are trying to repurpose it, like using a church that is sometimes church space, sometimes shelter space. We can set up facilities where we have um, beds that people can access on a nightly basis, um, hopefully setting up better systems that maybe um, kind of create um, more of a safety mechanism for people to access that. Um, also, I think the biggest thing that we're thinking about when it comes to the purpose built is additional expanded space for those wraparound services, mm -hmm. case management, um, behavioral health, those kinds of things, just even health care that could come in. Right. A lot of a lot of times when we have temporary spaces, we're setting them up quickly. Mm -hmm. um, and right now our shelter is an overnight shelter only. You know, we're focused on getting people in, making sure they have access to a meal and a bed. Um, but definitely our viewpoint in this and purpose built is getting individuals in and making sure there is places where they can access those services that they might need. And that's different than what we've been doing. It's, it's definitely different. It's, it's more space. You know, from a from the technical side, it requires a bigger building, bigger, more space, different types of spaces. Because, as Lynette said, right now the temporary shelters are really the the guests line up in the evening, they get a meal, they sleep overnight, and then come eight o'clock in the morning, said, "Okay, go out to the go out to where you go, mm -hmm. um, and come come. Hopefully, you come back tonight and stay safe, right?" Yes. And all these all these wraparound services, we're still. We spent quite a bit of time, and maybe that's kind of what we're going to talk about next, but we spent a lot of time even defining what those services are. And, and in some cases, we discovered things that we weren't thinking about. Um, one, one kind of minor example is um, haircuts and foot care, right? Yeah. I, for me, like, I didn't really 
really think about that. I'm thinking mental health. I'm thinking maybe a nurse, mm-hmm. um, case management, like Lynette said. But then it's like we're talking to the people that work with the with these um, individuals on a daily basis. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like I can't. You know, I've been on the street for six months and I haven't had a chance to have a haircut. Right. Um, and if I'm looking for a job, you know, it just kind of snowballs from there, right? right? So those, the things that you can do to support people to get back on their feet and, and be be more stable when possible, right? Yes. I I think the details, you know, you daily things that you kind of move through and things that impact you and how you feel and how you operate as a human. Um, I think it comes down to what what sort of resources are going to help people perform at their best. Mm-hmm. And um, that leads into our next part of this conversation. So the idea is like, again, like you hit on it, you may not know what um, what the needs are. So we asked everybody. We talked with people who who work with, you know, individuals that use these facilities. Um, we we're out in the community. We all of the things um, day to day basis because we don't. We just really want to know what what people need. It was and, yeah. It was an incredible effort led by some of Lynette's staff um, and our consultants that are working on the project. Um, I think it, basically the result was a, a very comprehensive report. Um, yeah. What focused, did we hear? Focused on tra- it's called a trauma informed design mm-hmm. sort of process where we're, we're talking to people with lived experience that have been through homelessness and what, what they need mm-hmm. to feel safe, to feel, um, be in a place where they're mentally able to focus on getting back on their feet, right? Being mm-hmm. stable, right? Um, all the way we heard um, from those types of people, service providers, other homeless shelters that have recently either built shelters or operating been operating shelters for a while, all the way across the country from California to, to the East Coast. Um, wow. The, Minneapolis, um, Albuquerque, Denver. All sorts of places, yeah. right. So what did we hear? And that's a really good way to set us all up, John, because we reached out, we heard. What did we hear? Yeah, I would say, you know, the, the summary of what we heard is people definitely want a safe place where they can utilize services. And so... That definition, though, of safe place is different for many different people. Um, So some people kind of contacted us and said, we definitely want a place where it is 24-7. I feel unsafe when I have to be kicked out at 8 a.m. because I don't know where to go during the day. Um, So we are looking at how we can build it for both overnight and day use. Um, We also have barriers in our community where right now our shelters are – gender related. So we have a female shelter, a male shelter, and then we have a family shelter. Um, We do have couples and couples sometimes do not want to separate. So we are exploring how we could potentially in a safe manner serve individuals who are in a couple and do not want to separate. I would say some of the other bigger things that we heard from individuals is that how can I access services if I go to the shelter? And as John had mentioned, right now people go at night, they're in a queue, they get dinner, they go to sleep, they leave in the morning. Sure. And so people really wanted to see how we could expand their need for some type of health care and those kinds of things. Uh, people really, truly want to access services. And in our community, that is really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, just even if you are not experiencing homelessness, trying to get an appointment, figure out through transportation how you're going to make that appointment 
if you don't make that appointment, you might have three-month wait to try to get another appointment. Mm -hmm. So trying to bring those services in-house for these individuals who are already struggling with other things overall was something that we heard is something important for them as well. Right. So we're going to have, hopefully have flexible spaces where, you know, a service provider could come in three days a week. That space could be used the other days a week for something else. You know, like we talked about, maybe a nurse comes in a couple uh, through appointments, mm-hmm. foot care, haircuts, mental health services. Yeah, um, there's a lot of lot of partner, and actually we do have an operator that's worth mentioning involved with the process already early on. Mm-hmm. We've selected an operator, um, Porchlight. Yes, because they're and, operating at Zyre right now. Mm-hmm. They've kind of stuck with us through this process, truly. They, they, they definitely have. They, they Let's ha- take a moment for Porchlight, please. <laughs> yes. 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 Shout out. <laughs> they are incredible what they've been able to accomplish with us in this journey. Absolutely. They absolutely have. And um, so we did do what we called a request for qualifications. So while they have been operating our shelter for the last 35 years, um, when we knew we were going to build a new shelter, Um, we put out a proposal to say, okay, applicants, if there are other people in the community, and what is great of what Porchlight has done is they've said, okay, we have operated this overnight shelter, but let's bring in community partners. Mm -hmm. So when they submitted that application that we selected, they are our main provider, but they will be partnering with Madison Street Medicine, Mm. Catalyst for Change, Nurse Disrupted, and many other of our community partners to, again, expand and try to bring some more services in-house so that we are better serving individuals. I did see that list in the, I think it was in the trauma-informed report. So if people want to check that out, they can. Now, Hannah, I want to mention, as we are talking about this list of recommendations we receive from people who utilize and things that the city and the county want to see as well, um, this is, we're at the next stage where we have to start making some tough decisions, though. Yes. While we know sometimes it's great that we expand these services or we try to build a purpose-built shelter that has all the amenities, we have to think about budget. Mm-hmm. And we have to think about ongoing operating budget as well. Sure. So that's some of the things as we are now um, kind of in phase two, I would call it, of going back out to the community and telling them some of the things that we've heard. It's also educating people about the impacts of expanding homeless services and what that means in general for the budget. Because mm-hmm. sometimes while we know something is great and we should be able to focus on that, it just comes down to are the resources there or not. Mm-hmm. I think that's there's, huge. There's a, well, and we're in, as you know, Hannah, we're in a market right now, a construction market that's yeah. very challenging. Yes. Our budgets have a lot of pressure. So yeah. we're we're acutely feeling that right now when we're, we're looking at what we want to do and what it's going to cost and knowing that our budget doesn't support that fully. We're going to, we're making some, some tough choices, frankly, mm-hmm. things that we'd really like to have that we're probably not going to be able to afford and we're going to have to make some compromises. So there's like a list of wants and there's a list of needs and we got to do the needs and sprinkle in some of the wants hopefully that'll all work into the budget that's a happy medium basically in any decision making process especially but here we know it's a purpose-built shelter what do we know the community needs and then what do we know that they want and let's try to let's try to accommodate everything just because we want everybody to perform at their best. Absolutely. Right. And and we might not get there in the first year, but our goal also is to maybe like again, due to budget, mm-hmm. um, see how we can expand the use of this building. If we can't do it 
day one. Right. Yeah, that's a big, that's another question. Yeah, where, where do we see this? You know, we've seen all of our shelters to this point be temporary, right? This right. is going to be here for the long haul. How do you envision us using this in, in you know, five years, 10 years? Um, talk me through that. Yeah. Well, I will say we have definitely learned a lot building all these temporary shelters. Yes. I yeah. know more now about right. um, how many bathrooms we need if we're accommodating people in yeah. a, in a um, you know, gym yeah. than yeah. I've ever known before. But yeah. And I, I will say we've taken the good and the bad of what we've learned every time we've set this up mm -hmm. to think about this purpose build. Um, I think right now, you know, we're really focused on um, how can we make sure that we are serving our individuals that need shelter overnight. And that's like our main focus of this building. Mm -hmm. But I think in the future, there are going to be maybe different phases. Um, we are looking at already expanding the parcel that we have bought. Mm -hmm. um, just yesterday, a resolution was entered to buy the McDonald's building that sure. is right next to the building. Yep. So that gives us that opportunity to right now focus on the parcel that we own, mm -hmm. making sure that we are setting up those kind of emergency services, but gives us maybe longer term planning of maybe other resources that could come, again, that are close amenities to those high needs that people have. Yeah. So they're not traveling all over the city trying to access various services that they need. We don't know what those services would be yet for that next building because right now the goal is um, how do we make sure that we're moving Zyre to this new shelter mm -hmm. by at least mm, 2025. Right. Yes. And that along those lines too, like the, some of the things we've learned is right now we have one big room where we have 200, 250 beds set up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We, we learned through that trauma-informed design process and interviews and talking to other folks that that's a – kind of the peak number you'd want to manage in one room. and it, You're talking and about Zyre, right? Zyre, now. right. Correct. Yep. Um, we, we probably don't want to put 250 people in one big space. There's a lot of, when we talk safety and, and mm -hmm. all the, the issues surrounding that. So we're, we're looking at, can we divide up the dorm rooms into smaller rooms, like maybe 50 mm -hmm. people have four or five 50-person rooms. And that's, um, there's issues and challenges with that too. But um, from a trauma-informed design perspective and from the, the guest perspective, there, there's a lot of advantages to that. Mm -hmm. We're looking at, do we have a kitchen in the building? Do we serve our meals on the site? Do we still continue to cater? We've learned that catering is very expensive. It's from an operating budget standpoint, it's probably our, it's our biggest piece sure. of the, the operating budget right now. Mm -hmm. That's not super sustainable for operating budget that if we put a kitchen on site and we can kind of make our own food on site, it, it's a lot cheaper per meal. And that is happening at Zyre currently, right? No, we're, what's happening we're, at Zyre? we're catering at Zyre right Correct. now. Correct. Right. Right. So, I'm, yeah, I'm interested because Zyre, like you're mentioning, Zyre is probably the most similar-ish because it's a big building. Right. It feels right. like. It wasn't, like, First Street had, like, temporary bathrooms in there. And, right. you know, it kind of seemed, it will be totally different than Bartillion or Bartillon, but, like, I guess we've probably learned a lot well at Zyre to what we want at the new location. Well, I would say um, as engineering, again, has built multiple temporary shelters for us, yes. we've, we've learned what even we should do in the temporary shelter. So sure. we had more time. Um, for those people that don't know, Zyre is a warehouse sure. that is on the east side of town by East Town Mall. Uh, formerly a Gander Mountain and Savers. So mm -hmm. it, it was just kind of an empty warehouse space. Uh, since we were in a city building, it gave engineering more time to spend at Zyre to build out the bathrooms and the yeah. showers. 
so that people can access them versus just us bringing in trailers. Mm -hmm. So again, lessons learned of how to build the temporary. Um, but as John mentioned, still very open space. Mm -hmm. And as we think about safety and security, um, we are thinking about how we can, for the purpose-built shelter, reduce some of that um, kind of issues that come up mm -hmm. when you start to bring a lot of people in to a very enclosed space um, and think about more safety measures. Wrapping, right. wrapping up here, uh, some last thoughts here. So I want to talk about timeline and anything else you think is important for anybody listening. So construction timeline, yeah. when will it be ready? Generally <laughs> speaking, we're in design for another six to nine months. Okay. Um, we're in very early design. We, we just wrapped up what we call pre-design. Okay. And we'd be moving into schematic design and doing some neighborhood engagement, public meeting engagement over the next month or so mm -hmm. um, to sort of present where we're at. Then uh, construction would generally be 2024, kind of through mid-2025, early to mid-2025, depending on, you know, construction's taking longer right now, so we're, we want to plan that into the, the schedule. So by, call it by this time in two years-ish, we would have a, a shelter up and open, hopefully. Okay, that's good. And then, as John mentioned, you know, we are going to have some public information meetings coming up to engage with the neighborhood. Um, we also have some meetings to gauge, engage with some um, some more community partners that will potentially provide services to get their feedback as well. But I think the important thing for me as I leave this meeting um, is for the neighborhood to know we want to be good neighbors. We want to be partners. Um, we understand that there might be a lot of anxiety when we talk about a homeless shelter going into a community. Um, and the point of us making sure that we are focusing on ensuring we have homeless shelters is so that people have access to a place to go rather than being unsheltered or being out into communities or being in parks. Um, so I hope that we can engage with neighbors so that we can become um, kind of have, you know, partners in this. Um, we are happy to hear people's concerns and we hope that these neighborhood meetings, we can address um, some of the questions that people have as well. Thank you both. Um, big, big chunks of takeaways. I think biggest from my perspective, because I'm not like, you know, fully making these decisions. I'm just here to share about them is read up on it, be involved, get involved um, and understand that we're reading up and talking and working and maximizing our resources to make sure that this is done right. So um, I think that's the biggest pull away from my perspective. Uh, thank you both for being here. Another thing to stay connected. So you have the City of Madison, Bartillion or Bartillon um, page, project page. So if you Google Bartillon or Bartillion, um, City of Madison, that will pop up. Uh, also, we have a nice um, video that shows the journey of um, some of the changes in homeless shelter services in our community. That's on the Engineering Division's page um, under our facilities section. So again, also so many opportunities to really read up and understand what the need is. But again, um, stay connected. Thank you both. Um, if you have a question about this episode or any other topics we talk about on this podcast, email us at engineer at cityofmadison.com because as always, we're here for you every day in engineering.